You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 151. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crick Pack to Lack in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 151. Ciento Cinquenta y Uno. Ooh, did you just change the intro? I did. I <laughs> know. Oh, I think you, I wasn't sure if you fumbled on it or if you just no, purposely at John changed it. No, look at John said, let's just change it up a tad. I almost know? fell out of my chair. <laughs> Those eyes did get big. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, all right, guys, we are coming to you with the topic today on acceptance. Uh, this topic really was uh, accepted by all three of us, I feel like. So, <laughs> yes, good. I think it's going to be a good topic. You know, we're going to talk about accepting things that maybe happen to you in life. Do you have to accept things uh, as they are in life? Things like that. I think it'll be a good topic. Um, but before we hop in, I'm going to flip it over to old Johnny Boy, who's got the Would You Rather this week. What you got, Jonathan? Well, you know, I, I thought y'all got me here under false pretenses when y'all were, were talking about accepting. I thought y'all were going to give me a gift or something. So yeah. I'm here. If you get hiding the gift of each other, if you're hiding the gift, I'm t- I'll take it before I leave. <laughs> okay. Um, so would you rather have a doctor's appointment or a dental appointment? Ooh. This is better than the two man or three man record. Huh? This is this will put you on the table a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, who wants to go first? CC's getting nervous. He's having to take a sip of water over here. So I've gone to the dentist every six months for the last, I don't know, 30, 45 years or whatever. Wow, that's impressive. I guess since I started going. I never do it. Haven't been to the <laughs> doctor in probably 20 years. He has. You self-treat. Self-treat. <laughs> I know. Well, but me and my wife had a conversation. Now I'm 45. It is time to start going to the doctor consistently all my blood work came from insurance physicals and stuff like that so <laughs> anyway clean bill of health uh self-diagnosed at least and so, um it's time to start doing that but if i if i wanted to do it so bad you presu- presumably i would have done it right yeah. yeah and so considering i go to the dentist twice a year and so far no issues there so i don't really dread it i show up go through the motions i'm good to go so i'm gonna say dentist because it's a chip shot and i've been <laughs> I've been punting. The He's got. Like, I got great visit. teeth. I have no problem. Pretty easy no problem. Greg, the physical exam gets much more, much more exciting this time of your life when you get older. So <laughs> I've been missing out all this time, and so I guess, I guess it's time to uh, suck it much up. More exciting. Oh man. So yeah, I'm gonna go dental. Oh gosh. How about you, hot dog? Man, this is a real tough one. I'm not gonna lie, because uh, I I took the leap like Craig is contemplating 
earlier here uh, about, I don't know if that was last year or the year before, and I was like, I'd always gone to a GP, but I said, man, I need to go to the dentist. I hadn't been in like years. Do y'all remember this? My dental trips. And then I find out my teeth had never hurt that I had cavities. I had never had a cavity that I knew of. So I got to experience what that was like, and uh, it was terrible. So... <laughs> Um, you had good care though, right? Good care. You just weren't excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like how it felt at all. (laughs) Um, had heard about that a lot. Like it's no fun. I was always like, man, it's just your teeth, you know? Um, so now I have a whole newfound respect for that world. And then going to the doctor, um, I've, I've always done that. And I'm kind of like, what doctor are we talking about? Like with my shoulder, I really didn't want to be going to a doctor for that. Going to the GP, we're going to shout out the 4A. He really, really, really had to earn his stripes. You know, it was my first trip to him. I Um, talked to him this morning about it. (laughs) He's still in recovery. Sorry, 4A. I know that was a... (laughs) The way I see it is that was a gift, 4A. You know, an opportunity (laughs) to better yourself as a doctor with all those questions. Um, So when I'm I'm like splitting those hairs, I I don't want to go to the dentist. It was just straight up pain. I'm going to take the shoulder out of it. And I, can, I mean, that was a doctor, but not really. No, it was kind of a one-time instance. Yeah, we're talking about your primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go that way. I would go that way like 20 out of 20 times. Then the dentist, zero for 20. It's great. Mm. We're split on this. All right. Well, I'm like CC. I've been to the dentist many, many times. But it's usually because every time I go, they would find cavities and have some work done. I had a feeling that broke over a long period of time where I didn't go to the doctor when I was in school, living out of state. So I had a root canal, I broke a tooth, so I've had an implant done. So I've had Sounds all kinds of dental, yeah. dental chaos going on through there. But overall, it's not too bad. I've received great care from uh, the Berciers in Rain, Louisiana, good friends of ours, uh, good friends of the family. So I don't have a problem going and doing it. Um, and I guess I would probably go and see them over a uh, primary care provider just because I'm friends with them and always get to catch up and see what's going on in their world with their family because I've known them for a long time. But that would be the only thing. I don't mind you going to You go to a GP, but you also self-treat. I have a primary care doctor that I see, one of uh, Craig Cream's classmates over here. But uh, anyway, yeah, you I don't mind self- going to her. You also self-treat. <laughs> I do do some self treating stuff too, of course. John told me he draws anything his own else. Blood. I do draw my own blood, <laughs> so I will take a look at that and check on those things and just see what what everything looks like if if it, there's some action that needs to be taken. So I think that's a keep an cool eye thing. on it. I was recently listening to a podcast in which you know this guy was talking about doing it once a month and staying on and looking. I at bet it. he didn't draw his own blood. No, I don't think he, he, didn't, he didn't mention that. You know. <laughs> The validity of what you're doing is questionable, but you also you also shoot you also like break your radio head and go X-ray yourself too. So that's true. Uh, that's true. A lot of self-treating over there. All right, guys, um, let's hop into the, uh, the topic here on acceptance. Um, I feel like this this is a good topic in a lot of ways. We can go. I, the what comes to my mind is like accepting things that happen to you in life. You know, um, we can try to control our lives or predict or think what's going to happen make our schedule etc and you know things just happen as they do uh god's will and you gotta learn to pivot and accept things a lot of the time in life so that's kind of the first place i go what do y'all think about it when it comes to you no i agree i mean there there are things that are happening all around us to us um that we're also putting on other people all day every day and you know one of the first things that pops to my mind was you know I was going to be single and never get married and do all that kind of stuff. Didn't really want to have any kids. And 
then, uh, you know, over time that mindset kind of changed, you know, I decided to get married and, um, my wife forced children on me. So that was something <laughs> okay, that she Wallace. still says, you know the truth. she still says, you know, after she told me the first time that she was pregnant, we were going to have the kid. I didn't talk to her for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it like that, but, uh, you know, that was something, a big momentous life changing thing that had to either accept or maybe not you had no choice. Act in that so one, gracefully that well, I mean, you can go a lot of different routes. So, you know, for me, it's it's just tough not to fall in love with those kids, um, and just recognize the joy and and accept uh, accept that moving forward. But yes, it was a big ask. It was a big ask. I feel like it was almost a bigger ask than when you decided to go from I want to be single to getting married. You had to accept that. Yeah, it was a big it was a big change. I mean, God just knocked on your door and said, Jonathan. You're up, buddy. <laughs> it was a lot bigger, I think, because, you know, Andrew was already big enough that he could take care of himself. So getting married, or before we got married, you know, I said, hey, you know, I still want to travel, still want to do some things, which, you know, we've talked about on another podcast that uh, I did quite a bit of traveling, and I was looking forward to continue doing that and uh, doing that with my spouse. Because um, Andrew was big enough to leave pretty easily with grandparents friends that kind of thing so throwing uh one two three more little bits in the mix made it a lot more difficult to do that so uh it was something that was a that's the reason craig and i'll be going this weekend without john (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you know that's part of it but i'm staying home now for the big one so andrew and them in the playoffs so uh not something i want to miss i want to miss high school athletic deals so that's that's a big thing that i had to accept but uh you know one of the one of the most rewarding things that I've been blessed with in my life so far. That's awesome. Yeah, my first reaction on acceptance were kind of what y'all talked about when life throws you curveballs and having to accept them. And it got me thinking about like the degrees of acceptance. Like you may want to have a party at your house outside and it rains. Yes. Right? I do. <laughs> John you know, wants it raining at the set party. You know, and it's like slip the, and slide. We're going to pull out a slip and slide. Oh, hey, the party at John's was awesome. <laughs> The pizzas were great, and it did not rain. It's true, which was beautiful. But if it would have rained, would we have to accept that reality? And and but I think we would have done something different and still had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think about like the acceptance of you know your party getting rained on versus hey your wife's pregnant and you're excited, but you didn't know, maybe know you were going to get pregnant or plan it, and that was a different type of acceptance versus losing a loved one and going through the stages of grief, which end with acceptance, which we can talk about, and so. That's kind of where my mind went, and also maybe we can talk about, um, you know, acceptance uh, in the context of being accepted. Mm-hmm. You know, you think That's about like point. getting admitted into a, a circle of of friends or your church accepting you, which they're always open and you're always accepted. And you know, maybe times in your life when you weren't accceptед, and how that kind of changed things. So think of acceptance in the sense that you're welcomed into a um, a group or welcomed into an environment, and uh, maybe times in your life when you didn't feel accepted or you were, but you told yourself you weren't just a lot of those interesting, um, things to reflect on. Yeah, I agree. And, and toggling on with like things that just happened to you, you get some news, you know, maybe something at work or your health, et cetera. And, and having to come around to accepting that. And it makes me think of my, my shoulder problem here. Um, you know, not accepted very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it, Craig. <laughs> Well, that way to put it. And yes, I, I got the news and I, I saw these images in front of me with a, a gape there. 
um, with my broken socket and was still having trouble accepting the fact that I would have to have surgery. He was um, having trouble accepting that he was not going to be able to make his therapy appointment that afternoon. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was having trouble. I was having trouble accepting yes. pretty much everything from A to Z. And we, <laughs> in regards to this process, a loss of life, surgery, a lot of things. And but eventually, like through force, I had no choice. I mean, theoretically, I could not have had surgery, but I had no choice other than to come around to the fact that, dude, you may as well. And I think that happens in life. Something you might not want to do. Like that's a good example. For me personally, but I think we all come to things that present themselves and we're like, man, I'd rather be doing X, Y, and Z than having to do this. But everybody eventually gets to the point where you're like, well, then I'm just going to accept this just like I did with the shoulder and change the mindset. It took a lot, a long time in that, but I think that times in life come where, man, there's really not much you can do about it other than come around to figuring out the best way to accept it and have the best perspective after accepting said issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I agree. I mean, um, you know, I've got some family members that are dealing with some significant illnesses that have, uh, you know, really serious consequences. Uh, and just seeing that the way that they handle those things are, are an inspiration. And it's, you know, a lot of people handle those things differently. So I think it's it can be an opportunity for growth. It can be an opportunity for um, continued salvation of yourself, maybe mm-hmm. your family member. Maybe people who don't even know you who are just looking from the outside and say, man, that's that's very noble. That's very um, that's the way that it should be, you know, looking at some of those things. So, you know, bad news um, is never good, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can turn it into something that can be productive for your eternal goal. I agree with you. Um, you know, I looked up the stages of grief i knew these but not necessarily i don't want to i wanted to get the order right but they talked about you know the initial reaction sometimes to bad news could, is denial like mm-hmm. oh this isn't happening i can't believe it um followed by anger you know you, you just you get mad at the situation third was bargaining which i guess is like oh if you could just like take this away then i'll do this maybe mm-hmm. in some situations you have that control or think you can it's we it's just something you do subconsciously you want to trade where you're at for something else and then there's depression, and then there's acceptance. So you go through these sort of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And that's on a major, uh, I guess, a major grieving thing. I don't know if we do this to a small extent every time we're faced with it, um, a situation we have to accept. I don't know about y'all, but I don't know. Maybe it happens so fast, or maybe you skip steps. And then maybe how long you, you, you hang up in each of these, what, what dictates that? You know, Steve mentioned salvation and term redemptive suffering which is kind of like you're offering it up so i guess if you have a good relationship with god and your prayer life is strong you know does that do people in that environment respond better to the negative news and do they grieve better do they get to that stage of acceptance because they they see their suffering as sort of following christ's suffering and they sort of parallel that i think so i've seen that a lot in people who had strong faiths um i certainly hope i can have that same approach when I'm faced with trials and tribulations. What would y'all think about some of that? No, I agree. And I mean, I think that kind of goes back to what um, the young lady was saying last week on our podcast, uh, Kelly bro, the redemptive suffering and some of the suffering that um, has been put on them for them to share with other people. It's something that was obviously extremely difficult. If you've read her book, um, it was something that was just devastating for them for a significant period of time. But after they went through that process, uh, you know, that you described, they're seeing where they need to be, where the fruits from that pain and suffering uh, will 
will, will show up for long term for the good. The, the other thing that popped in my mind when you were talking about that list, CC, is, you know, the grief portion was with my kids. You know, my kids come to ask me to do something and I'll say no or whatever it is, five more minutes and they'll deny it. And we'll just go through those things. Bargain with you. Angry. Angry. They'll try to bargain. Two more minutes. Then they just, then, then, <laughs> like, then they're Wait a second. This is just kids. <laughs> this is how kids behave normally. <laughs> so true. <laughs> that was oh, funny. That just popped in my head. Funny. I just wanted to laugh whenever you were talking about it. Hot dog, when you broke your arm and ripped it apart... <laughs> I feel like you went through some of these. Yeah, you know, I was looking at this <laughs> list, and that is what came to my mind. And I thought, I okay. scribbled anger in there. It's yeah. Anger, and I think that I hit them all but anger. Um, I was upset. I was definitely in denial at first. Like, this is <laughs> uh, for a long time. I think I sat in that period for quite a while. Went to other doctors, all kind of stuff. I don't think I ever got angry because I kept saying, dude, if you do something enough in life, something's going to happen to you. I had no one to blame but myself. Like, what am I going to do? Uh, I'm not going to blame myself. Just this. You had to have been a little frustrated. Though. I was upset. I was like, so maybe oh upset my gosh, I can't like, believe But I wasn't like, this isn't fair. I'm so mad that this is. I was just like, man, like, don't complain, dude. You're the one who went out there. So all the rest, I hit pretty hard. I bargained for sure because I was like, oh, if it's less than 25% of the glenoid, maybe we don't have to do it. Maybe we can hang in there. Come on, man. Maybe, on. maybe. And then we got the results from Little Wallace and said, nope, that's not us. <laughs> Um, so then we cruised right into depression for probably a solid month. Um, when I was st stuck in my house, couldn't go outside. And then finally I accepted the fact I, I still, but on the regular, uh, I still look back at those days. So it's the first month of man, so thankful to be anytime I want to complain where I'm at now. But I do think in that situation I did go again, everyone's definition Maybe of anger. Maybe you camp out in one department Yeah, a I, I think you do. And I think I stood up in department one for quite a while. Um, in that particular situation. But I think for the most part, anything, sometimes something happens to us, even if it's like a split second, like uh, you're driving home from Baton Rouge and you're stuck on the you know basin in traffic and not moving. I think the first thing you're like, the new, this, no, this didn't happen. This will be, this only be five minutes, even though the little maps is like a red for three miles. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, it's a, it, the, map the, says, the map out. is not updated, not, yeah. not happening. Then you get angry because you're like, oh my God, I'm ready to get the heck out of here. I need to get home. Then you bargain with it, and you're like, man, maybe the exit, have we hit that exit yet? Maybe I can get that exit and get off, get around it. Then you get depressed because you wish you could be doing X, Y, and Z at home, and you're stuck. And then you finally are like, you know what? I may as well just stand outside my car and watch the cars on the other side go by. And you accept it. Yeah. So I think even something that happens really fast, and that process probably takes about two, three minutes, you still go through those stages. Yeah, or you just accept it, pull out your ice chest, and finish tailgating. <laughs> <laughs> and get her right home. Yeah. What about um, not accepting things in life? And like, I, what comes to my mind is someone who maybe has like a sales job and you get no, 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 no a lot. Or you're an athlete and you mm -hmm. want to, you know, maybe pursue some type of goal or, uh, and you're told like, I'm not good enough. You tried out for the school play or something and like you didn't make it and you come back next year and you're like, I'm not accepting that fate. What about the, those times in life that you don't necessarily have to, it's not put for you and you're in front of you where you are stopped in traffic on the bridge and you literally have no choice other than maybe swim through the water or something where you can, you know, not necessarily accept the fate that's put before you. Well, you know, one of the things that you were just talking about just popped in my mind. Just think about all of the amazing, cool people, you know, throughout history that were told no, no, no. And, you know, by them not accepting that answer and not accepting what was possible or not possible. Mm -hmm. Yep. The advancements that occurred over time, Thomas Edison being one of the ones that comes to mind, um, 
you know, making electricity available in every home and all that kind of thing was kind of a bizarre um, concept back then. But uh, and just throughout history, I mean, looking at different uh, revolutions in technology with the iPhone and Apple products and all of those things, people would say it can't be done. You know, it's impossible. You're a crazy person or whatever it is. And they just figured out a way around it. Um, they knew that, you know, these people just innately figured out that, you know, well, I'm just going to keep banging and keep working until I figure it out. Maybe it's not something that's acceptable, uh, right now, but I'm going to work on it until I figure it out. So I think there's fantastic cool opportunities throughout history of people who weren't accepting of certain things and as a result we had great advancements yeah i just recently saw a story of a guy who um it was one of these i don't know if it was like a uh, tiktok you know where they they show the pictures and the different scenes i don't look at it a lot but it's a guy it was like a bunch of uh snapshots where he had a head a spinal cord injury paralyzed supposedly i mean this guy wasn't paralyzed and goes through rehab and they show him in the harness and he's you're walking. I guess he had some neural plasticity connections started mm-hmm. firing, and he could kind of flinch his toe and leg. And they fast forwarded this whole little um, slideshow to where he's he's kind of like walking on his own. And then the final one, you know, he's got a little limp and he's walking wow. in the parking lot. And I'm like, what? So he probably went through a lot of grief and acceptance at some point where he was like, all right, this is where I'm at. But like y'all said, he didn't stop there. To some extent, there's times in our life where we can be in a dark place, but we might have the strength or the, if we can find the strength within us to, to, to not accept it and try our best with all the tools and resources we've got and the, and the love of our friends and family to try to push through and, um, you know, use that as a, an opportunity to, to not accept the outcome and change it. And perfect cases, those times where maybe you, you get, um, a situation in life where you lose the game or you, you get, you know, get last place, but you can always improve yourself, get stronger, get better. And, Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a huge opportunity to grow. Yeah, you know, that reminds me of one of our guests that we had, Chris Norton, uh, who had a spinal cord injury. You know, uh, you know, they basically said, you got a 0% chance. You're not going to walk. You're not going to get out of here. You're not going to use your arms or legs. And, you know, it kind of sounded like that process that you just described through there over a, an extended period of time with intense rehab, you know, with professionals, with himself, with family. Um, you know, he was able to walk at his college graduation, uh, what he was able to walk down the aisle with his wife, uh, you know, still has a lot of difficulties and still uses chairs in order to get around. But, uh, just the amazing things that were achieved by not, not accepting what, uh, the common, um, uh, thought process would tell you. Cool interview. If y'all haven't listened to that. Fantastic. To that one. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's nine yards is his Netflix, uh, oh, yeah, movie. Also. Next Netflix documentary thing. All right, guys, um, let's wheel our way over to the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. And Johnny Boy, I know you got something good for us. Yeah, baby, we hit the gas this week. You know, it's uh, fight week in my house. So coming into the LSU versus Alabama game, I was telling people beforehand, they were like, how are you going to the game? What are you expecting? I said, well... I would like, I really hope that I can get over there and not hit that traffic like you were talking about earlier, get to the game. I really hope all this terrible weather that's coming through clears out and we can have a nice day tailgating. I haven't done that enough this year. And then by the end of the last night. Last couple of years. Yeah, last couple yeah. of years. And then by the end of the night, I hope my wife is furious. And everybody's <laughs> like, what? Your wife is furious? And 
you know, turns out all of those things came true. So, <laughs> you know, we made it over there, no traffic. Tailgating was wonderful. And then LSU came through and, uh, you know, beat way. Alabama. Just yes. an amazing game if, you, if y'all didn't see it. So worth going back and watching it if you have it recorded or find it. Just, you know, one of the best games that, that I can recall seeing here in short term. So hit the gas, did all that kind of stuff. And my wife went to the university of Alabama. So that's why she was so unhappy at the end of the night. <laughs> so did you just grin at her? Did you smile? I didn't say anything. Yeah. Just kind of, didn't say anything. <laughs> John was like, I'm going to let those actions on the field speak. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. It was funny because somebody that I told that story to like on Friday, or whatever, they texted me on Monday. They said, Hey, um, I saw your stuff came true. Can you hope for the saints to win too? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. While that was going on, short aside on John Singer, just made me think of this. The Astros were playing yeah, and won the I World know. Series, and I was like pretty upset that I wasn't in either one of these games because my arm situation. But uh, I accepted the fact of not being there, and then they both win in like within ten minutes. Like LSU's ending and Astros were in the ninth inning, bottom of the or top of the ninth. And I literally sat there and was like, "This is like one of the best sports nights of my life." Um, besides, I was telling you, being at the national championship, it would probably be second. The Nationals won the World Series, and then the way LSU won and who they beat. And it took me a minute just to accept that that much good happened. Because <laughs> I was fine with half of it happening. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. We appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, um, or anything you want to share with us on the topic of acceptance, we would be more than happy to hear from you. And if you do get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we would appreciate it. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with me?